Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Spring is here, I'm glad to say. Not that the water in the ocean is any warmer, but people are out the uh, out at the track. They're out hiking. People are crawling out from under the rock. And more and more young children are running around the track without face masks. So moms, congratulations. You're starting to figure it out. Today's show, The Revolution in Evolution. This is a show that across the board should interest the Christian faith. And I say that very specifically today because going back, what, 150 years ago, it was blasphemy to consider that Darwin and that the evolution of man linchpinned on the back of Lucy, that sort of monkey-type creature found in South Africa by the Leakies. Remember that discovery by the Leaky husband and wife team? They dug up what you call an Austropolicathus. And an Austropolicathus was the early form of what they claimed became Cro-Magnon. Only there was something missing in between. And of course, this is the fabled missing link. Now, I want you to hold on to that for a second, because back in the day, well before the Leakies, around the time of Darwin, if you, as a creationist, challenged the paradigm of science, well, you were on the side of the Lord. And to say it any other way was to say that you were a blasphemer. Now, you all know this. You've all seen movies about this. What was it? Inherit the Wind? That Spencer Tracy flick years ago. I mean, this has been popularized over the decades since long before us. So you get it. You got it. Some today in the Christian faith still hold to the creationist view, meaning whatever Darwin was about and leaky and the mindset that stated that we came from monkeys had to be challenged. And keeping in mind, originally, that was the law. God made the earth in so many days, and along the way, man was made. Ta-da. Well, something you don't know about, I guarantee you, the vast majority of you don't know about this. And that is, there is strong evidence And it is being strongly suggested in the lineage of science that the creationists may have been right in the first place. 
Now, the argument the creationists presented, of course, had nothing to do with science. Not that they'll even agree to that, but it didn't. It was just an opinion or your sensory mechanism. You know, your relationship with God telling the evolutionists that they were wrong. No, it's changed. I want you to look up in your own time the name Carl Woese. C-A-R-L-W-O-E-S-E. Brilliant man. Should have had the Nobel Prize. A God-fearing man. Not that he'd talk about it. From up there in the North Country, Wisconsin. No doubt an Aryan, a Viking. But I don't say that politically. His roots were the blonde-haired and the blue-eyed. He was a microbiologist of enormous esteem. He was fanatical in his passion for science, and he could extend that to others, to his team. He was also controversial, but one thing nobody argues about, and for which I think, well, this is my opinion, he should have been more respected, was the discovery of the Archaea. In other words, before Carl Woese, microbiologist, award-winning, should have been nominated for the prize. Not that it even matters, especially to him. Back before he submitted his research, what we know as life came from two different places. One was the bacterial world called the prokaryotes. The other origin of life came from the eukaryotes. And the difference is, is that the eukaryotes have their genetic material, their DNA. Because bacteria has DNA also. But bacteria is a prokaryote. And you've heard of this. This isn't anything new to you. We're just reviewing here. This is seventh grade science. The eukaryotes had a nucleus to their cell, meaning the DNA was wrapped in a little compartment, a nuclear membrane. And the prokaryotes, the bacteria et al., had their DNA dispersed through the protoplasm of the cell. Simple difference, huge implication. And that was basically where it all began. Well, Carl Wells came along, and he discovered that there was a third set called the Archaea. And the Archaea were the very, very simple organisms that, as it turns out, were the ones that could find these ecological niches that no one else could find, and they could do weird things, like they could live in 220-degree boiling masses of water or they could live where there was absolutely no light whatsoever i mean the archaea was the third division of where life began and you can read about this on your own it's not the driving point here the driving point is carl Woese off his work and how did he discover this well as we learned in the last 60, 70 years, more and more and more about DNA, people began to sequence 
the genetic fingerprint, the nucleotide sequence in the DNA, and in Wos's case, the RNA, that would allow you to determine, and I'm skipping a bit here, just who your ancestors were. So you could take 10 different life forms, and if you were Carl Wos and, and others, you could go in, and even before we did PCR, you could sequence the DNA. It was a very arduous process then, back when Wos did it. But if you pieced it together, bit by bit by bit, you could determine in what sequence, I shouldn't use that word, sequence, in what chronology those 10 organisms emerged on the planet. And what Carl Woese found, other than the Archaea, extrapolating a little bit out of his work and the people that followed him, was that human evolution, now I'm jumping to human evolution, but this is how it goes. Human evolution was not a straight line. It was not a linear development. It was more like the branches from a tree. Now you can sit down and you can talk to any geneticist at any university today and they'll go along with that. In fact, that's what they're teaching. That evolution is not a line. Human evolution, particularly, is not a line. It's a branch. And this branching began with the work of Carl Woese and its implications, and then, of course, was extended to larger and larger groups of geneticists. Cut to 2021. What we're finding is what's in the literature. What, once again, there's a lot of controversy about, because there's always going to be controversy, because as long as people are people, someone's always going to be arguing with somebody. But what we're finding today is there is no way, no way going back 50, 100, 150,000 years, you were looking at two life forms in the human category, one of them being Cro-Magnon and the other being Neanderthal, and the two had nothing to do with each other. And you already know they did. They made it. Such that today, as we do our own DNA forensics, we find that many of us have more or less a small percentage of Neanderthal in us. Now, we know that. And that's news, because 40 years ago, it didn't even sound like that. It just sounded like everyone was Cro-Magnon 100,000 years ago. And, you know, there were these weird sort of like more ape-like, caveman-like things running around up in northern Europe with red hair, no less. And, oh, okay, we got to give them a name. They're Neanderthal. So 100,000 years ago, we had Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon, and they didn't have a lot to do with each other. DNA forensics changed that. Now we know they made it. I knew it. I said it when I was seven years old. Why? A lot of my relatives in southern Italy, they looked like cavemen. I'm not kidding. Their bones were thicker. The people I come from of southern Italy, Calabria, they're called Turadesta. It's meaning their skulls are thick. Looking at my ancestors, the ones on the Calabrian mountains, I'd look at my beautiful mother and say, they look like cavemen. What's going on? I was six, seven years old. It didn't surprise me. 40, 50 years later, when we discovered that the southern Italians have larger amounts of Neanderthal in them. And the largest in the world, one of the two most uh, mixed, intermingled, is up there around Tuscany in northern Italy. One thing we know, the Neanderthals were not hanging down 
around the equatorial belt. They were northerners. But my point is, is that that's the way we understood it at best. That 100,000 years ago, you were dealing primarily with nothing but Cro-Magnon and a few Neanderthal, and for mysterious reasons, they disappeared. And first we thought they didn't mate, and then we figured out, because of DNA stuff, DNA technologies, that they did mate a little bit. Okay, so you leave that alone now. And that was it, and that's how we understood it. And we understood that wherever those people came from, wherever Cro-Magnon came from, its predecessor, well, we didn't have our finger on it. That was called the missing link. So what was before Cro-Magnon was the missing link. And what was before the missing link was Australopithecus. That was Lucy. You got it? Well, that's the way we understood it. We don't understand that anymore. That's dead. Forget it. It's over. Anyone that argues against what I'm about to tell you is an imbecile, is an idiot. Because we're positive now. And this began with the implications of Carl Woese, but there's tons of others after that. What we understand is at the same time, at exactly the same time on this planet, out there in the caves, in the jungles, in the woods, in wherever else you could find life. Simultaneously, we're different species of human. They were called the hominins. One of the hominins was Cro-Magnon. One of the hominins was Neanderthal. Now here's the punchline. We discovered a third one and a fourth one. And a fifth one. That's DNA discovery today. We discovered the Denisovans. Look it up. Denisovans. D-E-N-I-S-O-V-A-N-S. Denisovans. Seven, eight feet tall. Up around Siberia. Big. Much bigger than Cro-Magnon. They were around... When Neanderthal was around, when Cro-Magnon was around. Then there's Homo erectus. Homo erectus is another one. Down around the equatorial belt. Homo erectus, the Denisovans, the Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon. And then now we have a fifth. We have a fifth because we're finding sequences in... The skeletons that aren't like the sequences of Neanderthal, of Cro-Magnon. We've got a fifth one. They're not calling it the missing link. It wasn't around before. In the area around West Africa, we have a fifth category of what we call human, another hominin. They don't even have a name for it. It's called the ghost species. It's a fifth one. Now that's the hard science. After that, you've got people in the underground suggesting, well, 
tell us what we don't know because this ain't new to us because you better add leprechaun to that an elf and all sorts of things now it starts sounding like a fairy tale so i'll leave that piece out but then again if you listen to the work of a researcher named lloyd pie l-l-o-y-d capital p-y-e if you listen to the work of and the the perspective some of these guys are journalists who bring a lot of information together and then state what should be obvious if you integrate the information with a clear head. Another guy's name is Robert Sepper. S is in Sam, E, P is in Paul, E, H, R. And of course, Pi and Sepper, not who I was just referring to. Carlos was a scientist. Talking about the five different hominins that occurred and lived at the same time, other and in direct dispute to this sort of linear notion of evolution. That's hard science. Pi, Sepper, you could call them fringe science, of course. What is fringe science? A percentage of the time, fringe science is just science ahead of mainstream. But here's my point. We still haven't discovered how the ape how Australopithecus jumped to Cro-Magnon. It hasn't been found yet. This has been a long time. We're at the point where we're adding Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Java Man, and all sorts of other hominins to the list. It's not just Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon. It's others. It's Denisovan. It's Homo erectus. It's the ghost faction. Ghost because it's what they're calling it. They don't know how to classify the DNA sequencing. And so on and so forth. And it's starting to suggest that there was some mysterious leap. I mean, it has been a long time. So we're branching out laterally instead of finding... A missing link. Believe me, Darwin wanted that missing link. Evolutionists want that missing link. Paleoarchaeologists, paleobiologists want that missing link. We haven't found it, but we're finding out that there was more than just Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon. We're branching out laterally, but we can't find out what came before us. In other words, what came after Lucy. There's still a huge empty chasm there. And so I began the show by stating that it doesn't look so good for the evolutionists. Number one, Darwinian evolution, it wasn't linear. Wos broke that mold. It extended all the way into multiple forms of what looked pretty damn human. The Andrethals were smart. They didn't talk. They didn't have the gene to develop speech at a precision that Cro-Magnon did. So there is huge turmoil in paleoarchaeology, paleobiology. Now why is this important to me? I'll tell you why it's important to me. So now I'm going to do one of those Medici leaps. Bill Gates owns more farmland 
than anywhere in the world. Than anyone in the world. He just bought another multi-thousand acre plot somewhere. And him and of course Bezos and these devils want to replace meat with soy. Plastic meat. Because biochemically, it's just the same thing. And you have to consider, in the grand scheme, from we're all going to need 100 vaccinations before we can sustain ourselves to the onslaught of bacterial and viral attack. We're all going to get used to plastic meat. We're all going to have to learn to live in smaller places. We're all going to have to simulate reality through the electronics of a computer. We're going to teach. We're going to educate. We're going to conduct our businesses. We're even going to mate. We're going to meet our significant others through a 10 by 12 inch screen called a computer. And when you weigh that against what the world once was, what science is telling us the world once was, from the Mayan temples to the Egyptian pyramids to India to the way the whole world looks as we use technology, oddly enough, to dig up what the world once was. It was so plush. It was so diverse. And some form of a beast came in and said, that diversity, that fertility, that plushness, you can basically break down into a powder produced in a lab by mixing a few genes together. And it's all the same thing. And it's not the same thing. We are not one people. We are not. Cro-Magnon was not Neanderthal, was not Denisovan, was not Homo erectus, was not the Phantom X. We may all be here to learn to love each other. No doubt about that. But we are not the same. It is not the same. The tomato that you grew in your grandfather's backyard is not the same lump of powder. The animals that the American Indians hunted that they hung on a string to make jerky with. The buffalo. Buffalo hide. Buffalo meat. Is not the same meat that you get out of a soybean. And you see, that's what's going on. Going on, full-scale, broad-range, broad big picture. They're trying to sell us that you all get reduced to what chemists call chemistry. Chemistry is a Newtonian perspective. That we are no more than electrons, protons, neutrons... And single cells is called a Newtonian model. It means if you can see it and measure it and quantify it, it's there. And if it's not, well, it's probably not there. It completely denudes and denies you your right 
to claim that you have sensory mechanisms that can feel things, that can make choices in life, that can infer reality without seeing it. It's called the senses. We've been using them long before we had test tubes. And the whole brunt of the modern wisdom is to deny that. And so some chemist can say, well, we put a few rat genes in a few cheese genes in a few pumpkin seeds. We made something new and chemically it breaks down to what we need to survive and to thrive and to live on the planet. And it's the same thing as hunting your prey and having rabbit stew for dinner. And we're buying it. We're buying it because to buy it, they'd have to change our minds. They'd have to deprive us of our senses, and they're doing it. Or am I imagining that each day now we get up and strap that mask on? That you stop at red lights and look to the left and right, and suspicious beady eyes stare at you, meaning the person in the car next door, and they've got the mask on, and you've got a mask on. And we stand online looking at each other, not talking, slurring our speech, through these increasingly, these increasingly problematic masks. Now we wear them double layer because who's ever up in the sky or calling the shots loves us. And it's a way to show love to others as we drift further and further apart and become more addicted. I don't meet a little kid today in my office that doesn't spend 40 hours a week on a computer. Their education's online, their pastimes are online, and the ball fields are empty and the tracks are closing. So look at it from the broad perspective. From the broad perspective, what a lot of people will tell you defined human evolution was a refining and a deepening of what it took to sense truth, to sense it. Sensing truth, sensing the choice. What others might call talking to God is an evolution. And I say the last hundred years has done a great deal to kill that evolution and replace it with what I would call the beast. If I were to put my finger on the beast, it would be derive your entertainment, derive your sense of intimacy, derive your sense of adventure, derive your sense of mystery by surfing the web at night. We have to think about this and act as wisely as we're capable of. I have nothing left to say. You have a good week. Bye-bye. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.